0: Welcome to the Community Builder Podcast. The world is our classroom, and every moment is an opportunity to understand human connection at a newer level. On this podcast, we'll explore the minds of active community builders as they strive to leave their imprint on the world. host travis king let's build so welcome back to the community builder podcast everyone i am pleasured and super excited to have luciani on with us today and she's going to be sharing you know her story where she got started and how she came to now owning her own luxury real estate firm the luxian is that how you pronounce it luciani
1: luxian international realty
0: Welcome to the podcast, Luciani. I'm super excited to have you on.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Of course, of course. And would you first mind sharing with listeners, you know, what it was like growing up for you?
1: Absolutely. Well, I've had my handful of adversities growing up. And interesting enough, as a child, I I grew up in Brazil. I was born and raised in Rio de Janeiro. And um, I came from a suburban area called... St. João de Meriti, which is low income uh, neighborhood primarily compared to what you would have here in the US. But interesting, I always thought that I was the richest and the luckiest child, regardless of what my surroundings were. And part of that was because my home was the tallest home in the neighborhood. And because my dad was a business owner. While everyone else had regular jobs, I always felt that I was very lucky. And I also had, I still do have an amazing grandmother that always told me how I was the chosen one and how I was going to be a bright star one day. So we always talk about how our past often defines who we are. And it doesn't have to be that way, but sometimes our past can definitely shape us who will become as adults. So my grandmother saying those things to me definitely helped me a lot, have a lot of belief in myself on how I can accomplish anything. But my upbringing was not easy. We always struggled financially. My neighbors were very, very poor. I mean, I've had neighbors that couldn't even afford shoes. My dad owned a candle factory, and it was always a struggle. And very often, the salespeople made more money than my dad. And we had a home that it was the tallest home, but it was a home that was not finished because they, my dad always chose to have a full refrigerator as opposed to having a finished house. But those humble beginnings has given me such um, a drive to do better for me and my children. Here I am today. I mean, coming from... um, I would say fairly poor background, being able to handle luxury real estate is something that I'm very proud of that I think a lot of other people can also um, learn from and realize that it doesn't matter where you from, you can definitely have anything you want in life.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for the context and the, and the background. You said something super interesting about being the chosen one. And I find it super interesting that your grandmother also instilled this sort of you know chosen one mentality and also seeing it carry over into your real estate world about you know having your mission and your your values of you know you can have it all it 's something that it seemed like it was instilled early on in you and would you mind sharing with people what matters the most to you in your life because it seems like family's super important, but i don 't want to jump to any conclusions <laughs>
1: you know it 's interesting because i've had my you know, mistakes and I've done things right and wrong. And I think as you get older in life, definitely you do learn from, from your life experiences. One thing I've done a lot of self-development. I'm always reading. I'm always trying to become a better version of myself. And I think anyone who wants to make a difference and leave a legacy, that's typically what they do. What I realized in life, we all work in different ways, but we're always seeking the same thing, which is love and happiness. So what brings love and happiness in our life in general is family and loved ones. So sometimes we get lost, right? And we are constantly trying to achieve a lot. But I have been someone that achieved a lot. And then I looked around and I had no friends, right? Because I was for 10 years building some of the most successful real estate offices in New York. And the only thing I had was really my family, just because they had no choice, right? They're my family. They're not going to go anywhere. But I never really invested time in building personal relationships with people. And that was a sacrifice and the choice I made at that time. But now, because I'm older, I I know how to to balance and at least not have a big amount of friendships, but quality amount of friendships that I feel brings that love and the happiness that I think everyone deserves to have. But to answer your question, definitely family, love, happiness is definitely important to me.
0: I love that. And I I really love that you also are are focused on important relationships and relationships that matter, because one of my previous guests, Jason Gaynard, talked to my community about Dunbar's number and how, the typical human person can only have roughly 150 relationships and manage those effectively. And I find that, you know, a lot of times people don't really understand that you really don't have the capacity to have more than 150 people in your world at a given time, especially when you're an entrepreneur dealing with so many people inside of your business. So there's only so much room you can give when it comes to personal relationships. So I love that you're you're really focused on love, happiness, and family. I love that. Thank you. So let's transition into the real estate world. So you you talked to us a little bit about, you know, where you grew up, kind of like your, your family upbringing and background. Where did this passion for real estate start?
1: Well, when I first came to the United States, I didn't know how to speak English and I was broke, but I knew that come to the United States is where you can make your dreams a reality. So at first I really didn't know how, and I just worked very hard. I had two, three jobs at a time. And two of the jobs that I had, one was at a boutique clothing store. And every time this customer came in and she bought all the new merchandise, I always was questioning, wow, what does she do for a living? I remember, I think I was making $300 a week or something like that at the time. This was a long time ago. The merchandise, she would always buy a thousand dollars worth of merchandise. And I asked my manager, I said, you know, what does she do for a living? He said, oh, she's a real estate agent. And then. I had an 18-year-old friend that bought his first house and a brand new car. I asked him, you know, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a real estate agent. And then at that point, I said, oh, this is how you live the American dream. That's how you make a lot of money. And that's when I decided to get some administrative experience. So I started working for a nonprofit to eventually venture out into real estate. And I didn't know about luxury. I just knew that real estate was a profitable business and how you can make a lot. I worked with boutique companies and big companies. And for 10 years, I worked for a great company, but they were not known as a luxury real estate company. And they got acquired by another brand that was luxury. And while there, I then realized that in order to take the business to the next level, you have to either do more transactions or you have to increase the price points of the transactions you're working with. So you're doing the same amount of time. You're working the same amount of time, but then you're increasing your revenue because the prices are higher. Truthfully, the reason why I transitioned to luxury was because I was managing about 126 agents at the time. And my agents would come to me and say to me, Luciani, I just lost this $7 million listing. I just lost this $10 million listing. And I would ask them, you know, why? And they would always say to me, well, the clients are saying that we don't have a luxury brand. And at first, I didn't believe it. So I would constantly go back and retrain the agents on how to present it properly and show our value. But once it happened the 10th time, the 11th time, I realized that I couldn't control from an outside perspective, how to shift the mindset of the consumer that that company was a successful sales company. And I couldn't change that because, unfortunately, perception for the consumer is reality. And at that point, I decided to switch to go to a luxury sales brand. And that's when I really learned the experience and how to build a brand that is luxurious. And I was there for about four years, and then I went to another luxury company, and then um, about a year ago, I, I, a little bit less than a year ago, then I decided to launch my own luxury brand.
0: I love it, and I, I really admire the fact that you, you know, saw a gap in the market and saw that your team was struggling with something, and then now you're executing on that gap and that need that you've, you know, learned so much about throughout your, you know, real estate career. That shows me that there's so much fight and will and determination and just sheer willpower inside of you to just keep going. And I just want to commend you on doing that.
1: Thank you. Well, one thing that I learned by working with the CEOs and presidents of these firms, because I've been fortunate enough that with every company I worked for, I was always working with the leader and either the president or the CEO of these firms. And what I realized and what I've learned is when you build a brand, if your ultimate goal is to be a luxury brand, you can't build a brand from the bottom up. You have to build a brand from the top down. And what do I mean by that? Mercedes is a perfect example. They are luxury brand, but they came out with another class that it's a lower cost, but it's still Mercedes. But people still feel very proud to drive a Mercedes because it's still a luxury brand. If Mercedes came out from the very beginning with a lower price point model, like a Hyundai, as an example, or a Honda, they would never get the luxury clientele because that brand is perceived as a lower-end brand. For that reason, I built my brand at the highest level possible, right? So my company, we work with high-net-worth individuals, sports entertainment clients. My first transaction was with a professional baseball player, I want it to be at the highest level, the most elite level available, because I know if I want to help someone who's a friend of a friend that's selling something that is less expensive, I could still do that. But I cannot build the brand if I start at that level. Does that make sense?
0: makes 100% sense. I think that makes sense. Yes.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> you
0: just made it up. <laughs> no, it makes sense cuz I mean a lot of times a lot of a lot of people here that's saying if you build it they will come or you know start and start with the community first or start with people first, but positioning and how you position yourself is it, it makes 100% sense that you know, you could be, you know, the, the residential neighborhood agent that sells homes in, you know, a given zip code or a given area and you'll be known as that person in that market, right? However, when you're someone like yourself that's building an international realty company, you can't really be the neighborhood kind of gal or guy. So you, you got to start from the top up to attract the people. That are looking for these types of homes. And no, it it totally makes sense, Luciani. Totally makes sense.
1: Great. Thank you. I love
0: it. And would you mind sharing? I don't know if you, and and this is just uh, more of a question because sometimes I, you know, I really love to learn about who you've learned from. So if there's Mm -hmm. anybody that you wouldn't mind, you know, either giving a shout out to or that, you know, really taught you a lot on your journey, um, would love to hear.
1: Absolutely. Well, there's so many from people that I've worked with day to day, but also people that I've learned from that are authors and courses that I've taken. Initially, most of what I've learned uh, was from a gentleman named Gordon Golub. He was my manager when I became the assistant manager at one of the first companies I was working at. And what I learned from him was that if you appreciate the people around you, they will want to do more for you, right? So I was just the assistant manager. He was really the owner and senior manager for that particular office when I first started managing real estate. But every time he introduced me to people, he so always tell people, Oh, she's the one running the show. And he always made me feel an inch taller by always recognizing my hard work. Granted, I worked very hard. So he better have said that I had no friends, remember? (laughs) But uh, he pretty much taught me everything I know. So whenever an agent would come to me and ask me a question that I didn't know the answers for. So I never told him I didn't know. I so tell them, let me get back to you. And no matter what he was doing, he would drop everything to answer my question. And then I never had to ask that question again, right? Because I would go back to the agents and answer it. And next time that question came back, I already knew the answers for. So I learned a lot from him. And then I also worked with the founder of another company named Andrew Heiberger. He's a very creative guy. He is very innovative, always think outside the box and a humble guy. So I learned a lot from him as well. I learned a lot from Daddy Herman. She's uh, also a very influential person in the industry, and I worked closely with her. And that's who I learned from building brands from the top. She basically nurtured every relationship and makes every person feel like they are very important, you know, and and um I really enjoyed working for her. So in terms of, you know, people that I wasn't so close to, but I learned a lot from was Dale Carnegie. I mean, there's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People that I really believe changed my life. It's just completely having a different way of thinking when you're interacting with people. Because very often when you're in sales, you're thinking about yourself and how you're going to pitch yourself, right? So people want to do business with you. But in, in reality, you need to think about what's important to that person. And I've learned a lot from Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins, I've gone to most of his courses. And that's where I was able to dig deep and remember that my grandmother programmed me to feel like I was the special and the chosen one and how it really shaped my life. And in addition to that, I've learned a lot about human psychology and how people think and how can you really be the happiest person in the world. It doesn't take anything externally for you to be happy. It's completely internal and the thoughts that you create And thoughts, negative thoughts, always going to come to our head, but there's a way for you to control it and completely be in charge, not your mind, right? So I've learned a lot from him. I almost felt like I went to college for psychology without going to college, basically going to his seminars and reading his books and things like that.
0: I love it. So many names, so many learning, so much value. I'm like over here, just like, okay, which... Which person am I going to go learn from fir- first when I get off yeah. this interview? I'm just like, um, I love it because there's, you know, just seeing one, two, three, four, five, just hearing five names that you could spit off the top of your head that have taught you so much. Like, I think that's, you know, a very key indicator of high performing individuals. And it's that you you remember the people that helped and taught you the things that now you're you know leveraging in your own world to find success. So I really love that. The next question I have for you, Shiani, in terms of people that you admire, I don't want it to be like a fangirl moment. However, was there anyone in particular that you admire that you've been like, oh my gosh, like this woman or this man has, you know, that's what I want. That's what I wanted to be when I, you know, grow up and and find Mm. success in the world. Like, do you have anyone like that?
1: Yes. Well, I didn't say her name on people that were who I learned from, but there's someone like Barbara Corcoran is definitely someone that I admire and I look up to. I mean, the reason why I admire her is because she wrote a book called Use What You've Got. And I can absolutely relate to that because when I was in the real estate industry, I was the youngest person. I was the Latin girl, right, from Brazil that Unfortunately, everyone respects and I had all the odds against me. And when I read her book and I realized that she was able to accomplish tremendous success, regardless of her upbringings, it definitely gave me a lot of inspiration. And when I was first in the business, I used to always think, oh, my God, I think I'm too nice for this industry. Right. I always thought I'm too nice because the reputation for the real estate industry is that you have to be a shark. And I never saw myself as a shark. I was always the kind, hardworking woman, unlike a lot of other people that are successful in the industry. But when I got to meet her and I also read her book, I realized, you know what? You could be yourself. You could be authentic. There's always room for someone. Not everyone likes to deal with sharks. There's a lot of great people that want to do business with honest people that work hard and have integrity. So thankfully, because of that, I've been dealing with a lot of wonderful, wonderful, kind human beings. And I feel like I am attracting that because I am myself and I've been authentic and people who are like me want to do business with
0: me. I love it. People always do business with people they like. That's something that will never go out of style. This is kind of shifting, shifting a little bit, but I think it's definitely something that I'm super curious about, especially when it comes to your world. Could you tell us about a time where you noticed a shift in thinking? So like maybe when you decided to start your own luxury real estate business versus you know joining another firm or deciding to focus only on high net worth clients and professional athletes, would you mind sharing a time where you noticed a shift in your thinking and what it's done for you?
1: Yes, interesting enough, I have an amazing friend and she used to be the director of marketing for one of the firms I worked for. And I was a director at that firm, and I saw myself as being at the right position. And she basically came to me and said, oh, you know you can do so much more, right? She said, you're a CEO level. She said, you don't realize how good you are, do you? And she basically planted that seed. And this is the wonderful thing about having amazing people in your life. Her name is Natalie O'Connell. She actually works for Google now in London. She basically said to me, you need to build your brand. Build your brand to where you want to be, not where you are. And at that point, it, you know, people hear things, but some people take action and some don't. So when she told me that, my mind started thinking, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And this was about five years ago. At that point, I knew I, was, I wanted to be a CEO and run a company. What I did is I started building my personal brand as a CEO and a thought leader. This was five years ago. At that point, I hired a PR company. Then I started professional photography, copywriting, to basically build my brand as already a leader in the real estate industry when I wasn't. So most people see me now and they see I'm a successful real estate entrepreneur, but they don't realize it's been five years in the making. So that's when that happened. You never really know you're ready. And There's always moments of doubt, but the reason why I wanted to take this leap of faith and do it now is because when the last company, working for the last company, they went out of business, unfortunately. I had about 40 companies that wanted to hire me to work for them. And as I met with these companies, I always felt that either the luxury brand was in there and i knew that working with a, with a brand that was not luxury was going to hurt the agents from doing higher end business but i also didn't believe in some of the leaders i felt like they were short they weren't thinking long term they were thinking they were always thinking short term or they didn't have the technology so as i kept seeking for that i couldn't find it and I kept telling myself, oh, my goodness, I don't understand. There isn't a company that has a business model that I believe in or has a brand or has a technology. So because I couldn't find it, I said, you know what? I don't want to be in a rocking chair one day looking back and regretting that I never took the leap of faith. And the other thing is also because I worked with so many brands and I built some of the most successful offices in the nation, they, I collected a very nice paycheck for that. But once I left those companies, I had nothing. So I didn't want to do this again. You know, I've, I've worked for big brands and did a great job. But I don't want to keep working so hard and doing everything I can for those companies. And there's nothing for me to leave a legacy because it's it belongs to somebody else. So I said, if I'm going to, because that's my human nature, to so work really hard. So if I'm going to work really hard, let me do it for me because I don't want to regret it later in my life.
0: I really love that legacy thinking for you because that that's something that I'm very passionate about and I you know really love that you took the leap of faith and you really studied and analyzed all the different opportunities that were in front of you and you still said mmm these might not be for me let me go do my own thing <laughs> like yeah that takes a lot inside of a of a person to to be able to do that and especially you know 5 years in the making That's something that a lot of people listening, I think, don't really fully get when they're, you know, starting out and they're trying to get something or build up a brand for themselves. A lot of people are in the right now mentality because that's, you know, we're in the attention economy and everybody's, you know, focused on right now, right now, right now. And you're thinking legacy and how to leave things behind for your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children. And that's something that I, I really love and admire about, about you and your story because legacy is something that's really important to me as well. And that's something that I'm, you know, currently, you know, trying to figure out more of how I can take the learnings from people like you and apply it to my own world and, and build up more of a legacy thinking mentality and play that long-term game. So thanks so much for sharing that insight.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Mo- most of us are definitely thinking in the now and not thinking in the future and Sometimes it takes surrounding yourself around people that have these big goals, right? Because if you're in an environment that you have people that are comfortable where they are, they're never going to help you take your business and your life to the next level. So if my friend, if she wasn't there at that moment, maybe I wouldn't have thought about it, you know, but that's why surrounding yourself with other people that are forward thinkers and want to have a better name and a better life for themselves. It's it's such an important part.
0: I love it. Kind of bringing us back into, I don't want to say the grounded world, because I think we are both grounded in this conversation. However, for, you know, someone that's doing such forward thinking work and dealing with, you know, some of the, the highest and most luxurious things in the world, the finer things in life, as we like to call it, how do you stay grounded?
1: Well, I have been a fitness freak for a long time. And um, I actually even did fitness competitions for about four years. I'm very grateful that I became a North American champion for a federation called WBFF. It's a very luxurious bodybuilding federation. And fitness happened to... Not to me, for me, because I was working so hard during those years in in real estate that I neglected my health. And then I actually had a, a little bit of a health scare. So fitness is what kind of forced me and what, what helped me become healthy again. So fitness is definitely something that helps me stay grounded. But lately, because I stopped doing the fitness shows, I haven't had time to exercise as much because when you're an entrepreneur, you're working It's not really a job. It's not really a career. It's a lifestyle, right? But if you think it's hard work, then you're going to be miserable. But if you think this is fun and this is part of my life, then it's much easier. So right now I have been meditating. I meditate every day. And that has helped me tremendously because our mind could be amazing, but it can also be disruptive. There's always going to be negative thoughts coming to our head. And meditation is not really about having a, a blank and not thinking of anything. It's okay for these thoughts to come to your head, but it's almost like programming yourself to be able to work at the highest level and be at the highest level. So I've just started meditating not too long ago, but I did that in replacement of my fitness because I don't have time to exercise. And it's really an excuse. If I really want to, I could have the time, make the time. Um, I just choose not to right now. And the way I, Replace that to stay grounded is by meditating.
0: I found something super interesting on your, uh, on the Luxian. I noticed that you have a wellness coordinator and a natural, a naturopathic nutritional therapist on your team. Like what could you, would you (laughs) mind sharing a little bit about what that's about? I've never seen that before.
1: I know. So because I've been big into health and wellness Part of my company's core value is to help sustain the world, right? To have a more sustainable world and also help people live a better life, right? Because real estate is one component to it, right? Having a wonderful home is one component. But in order for people to be really happy, they need to have the time. They have to be healthy because if we're not healthy, then there's nothing. I mean, I've had some health scares that nothing else matters when you don't have your health. So. I wanted to really add value to my team. And the reason why I have a fitness trainer in my team is that whoever works with me, we do fitness uh, classes once a week. And it's all done virtual. So it could be anywhere. And uh, we just get together as a community to be healthy together. And that's what the fit fitness trainer is there for. And then the naturopathic uh, nutritionist She is there to help educate not only my agents, but also my clients about reaching the ultimate health, because there's a lot of things we don't know because there's so much information out there. So Paloma, who was part of the team, she has gone through a tremendous amount of education to learn what are the best fruits and vegetables and what is the best thing to eat to reach the highest level of energy and also to be super healthy. And a lot of this information is out there, but I wanted to simplify and have somebody give that education component to anyone who's a part of my team or who are my clients and add value. So that's why I have those people part of the team because I don't, you know, this is what's the beautiful thing about owning your own business. Like if I had to do that with any other company, I had to go through like 10 different executives to get that approved. But because it's my company, I can do whatever I want. And as long as you have the customer, agents and the customers as your primary value, then you can definitely create things that nobody else has ever created.
0: That's amazing. I think that's, again, that's something I've never seen before and definitely highly recommend anybody that's an entrepreneur, that's a founder of their own company to think just like Luciani here. And if you find a way to add value to not only the people that work with you, but also the people who you serve, that that's another way to differentiate your brand across the market and give, you know, additional value on top of your, you know, just traditional offering of being, mm-hmm. you know, the bomb in luxury real estate. So I mm-hmm. really, really love that.
1: Yeah. One thing that I realized as I was having some penthouses on the market, when these very high net worth individuals would come to see, they wanted to know, okay, you know, how is the lighting and is how is the water? Where can I buy organic food? People that are in a luxury space, they're very educated and they understand that health and wellness is super important. And I'm actually personally interested in it, too. You know, there's so much to learn out there. Saving the environment is super important. Like My business cards are made of recycled paper. And if each one of us do one little thing to help the world, it would be a massive impact. So I can't control how everybody else, you know, handles their business and how they conduct themselves in their lives. But at least if I do my part, maybe other people will see that and want to do the same thing. That's how I created that vision and part of the mission for the brand.
0: So, Luciani, this has been such a fun interview. I'm so curious, like you've shared so many amazing things so far. What's next for you?
1: Oh, my goodness. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a lot of uh, aspiration. And right now, I want to be able to continue to grow my company and be able to create so much wealth so I can give it all away to those in need. Because remember, I came from a poor background, right? So I remember those people that were my neighbor that didn't have shoes. So there's a lot of people that are in that scenario just because they don't know how to get out of it. So right now, unfortunately, I can't help them. But in the future, as I build my company, as I build wealth, I want to be able to help those in need. So one thing that I'm doing immediately is any transactions that I do, I usually offer the client's to choose a charity of their choice to help that charity however way they want with that percentage of the commission. So they don't have to pay extra, right? So I take part of my commission and I donate to that charity. So far, every client have their own charity of choice. But if they don't have a charity, then I want to be able to help those in need. So that's my ultimate goal in life is to leave that legacy, right? So to be able to help people with one of the most important aspects of life, which is the real estate transaction. But take it much further than that. Help them with their wellness. Help them have a better life, have it all, and also help those that can't help themselves.
0: That's amazing. I, I really, really love that because that's, that just shows that you're, you know, living the values that, you know, not only helped raise you and helped you become who you are, but you're also living and thinking about other people who are less fortunate and, don't have you know the the wealth and don't have the the resources and opportunities that you've you know built for yourself. So I I really love that and commend you for that as well.
1: Thank you. Well, I I was very lucky that I had an aunt that came to live in the United States that gave me an opportunity to come here. But if I didn't come to the United States, I can I even imagine where where would my life be right now? Probably not in a good place. So I was lucky enough to have that opportunity, but a lot of people don't. And when they are surrounding themselves with an environment, you don't know. When I was growing up, I never knew what was like what, what it's like to be in a luxurious environment, to live an amazing life, because I never had anyone to look up to, because that's all I knew. And that was the norm. But because it came to the United States, then I had that opportunity to see that the opportunity was there, but a lot of people don't have that. So I think that could definitely be changed. Not everyone wants to get out of that, but some people do, and they just don't know how. And we can definitely do that through education. And today we have social media, we have the internet to be able to provide the information without them having to spend money, you know, without them having to actually be in this country. But um, there's definitely a way to do that on a massive level, and um, I look forward to doing that.
0: Awesome. I look forward to seeing you accomplishing that and, you know, hopefully having some more stories and and interviews together. So the the last part of the show, I love to give uh, guests the opportunity to insert any sort of freestyle or random thought that they had or even something that you're currently learning just to give you, you know, an opportunity just to just freestyle and just let it flow. So is there anything that you, you know, are thinking about or learning that you wouldn't mind us?
1: There's always something, right? There's, if you have a mindset, there's one thing I learned, because I've gone through a lot of self-development and being able to reach the highest level of performance, not only physically, but also in business and in life. There's one thing that I learned that I, it was just kind of an aha moment for me. Um, maybe there's two i'll tell you one of them is whenever you focus on yourself they're suffering right so most people that are depressed and unhappy they're thinking of themselves. but the moment you stop thinking about yourself and you focus on giving and helping other people, that's when you reach the highest level of happiness that I learned by experiencing it um and I definitely think whenever you're you know, not happy or you're not fulfilled, just try to not focus on you and focus on who can you help. And you won't be in pain. You won't suffer. And then the other thing that I learned also is that typically between the ages of eight and 12, things happen in our lives that typically defines our future. And there's something I learned called primary question. And there will be moments in your life that something happens that you will ask yourself a question and everything you do in life is based on that question. And that question could be good. And that question could be, could be bad for me when I was probably about 12 years old, the question I asked myself was how can I win? And that question served me pretty well for a long time, other than not having the ability to, build personal relationships and have a lot of great friends. Because my question, every decision I made was always, how can I win? And I wasn't looking at what was the most important in life, which is having deep, meaningful relationships. So some people during that time, maybe because their parents aren't paying attention to them or maybe they're struggling in school, whatever, the primary question could be, am I good enough? And if you ask yourself, am I good enough? There's so many negative consequences in your life that you don't realize it's preventing you from achieving the highest level in anything you want. So it's just taking some time to really think about, okay, what am I asking myself? How am I making decisions? Do I believe that I'm good enough? Those are, you know, so important that I've learned. And because I learned that, I was able to, to shift and, and, and be happy because, at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, right? so be in this world and be happy and enjoy life
0: I think that's such a a key a key question that people can ask themselves just in general is I love the how can I win and I love that you know you brought that with you from the age of twelve and you're now continuing to live that, but then also you're still staying grounded and focused on building deep meaningful connections because I think that's something that a lot of people would find super helpful if they could just take a step back and instead of asking yourself, am I good enough? Ask, how can I win? How could I help someone else? How could I teach someone something that I learned through my journey? So I, I really, really love that. And I think that's such a great way to, to end this conversation. I, I love it so much.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. This was fun.
0: <laughs> you had fun?
1: Yes, this is great. And you have a great voice, too. So keep going.
0: (laughs) Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Where can people find you if they either want to connect with you or learn more from you?
1: So my company's website, it's theluxian.com. So that's T-H-E-L-U-X-I-A-N.com and you can also reach me with my mobile number i'm happy to answer any questions and help anyone who's seeking help and that number is 9175678767 i look forward to hearing from anyone that listens to the podcast and and giving back and adding value to their life if i can
0: so everyone you heard that i'm not going to lie not many people are so open to give their numbers and so i'm actually going to make sure that we've found a way to figure out how many people call or, or share a number or share something with luciani because the 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 openness and the willingness to help is is something that i really really admire because like again not many people are willing to give their you know numbers out to people and i hope that one of you just even one person takes luciani up on that and you know reaches out to her with a question or advice, or a piece of, you know, curiosity that you have, just reach out to her guys, because I think it would be super helpful for you um, to learn from her. Thanks for listening to the Community Builder Podcast. If you received an ounce of value from this podcast, share it with your friends. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I need those. Remember, each perfectly laid brick moves you one step closer to building your community.